Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, internal controls in our either monthly or quarterly meetings. And uh, this is kind of one of those areas that's not quite as interesting as some of what we talked about in the past when we dig into talking about KPIs or metrics in different phases of our business. And, and I'll, uh, I'll pick up on some of those concepts in, in future podcasts. But on today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about and go beyond a little bit internal controls. A lot of these uh, do talk about internal controls and I think other different, uh, a couple different metrics that I haven't mentioned before or just mentioned briefly before that we want to take a look at periodically. As a business owner, many times we, we want to kind of focus on those areas or those kind of those larger dials that we feel that we can move as it relates to the growth of our business. We kind of think uh, many times, you know, how can I drive more revenue? Um, and, uh, and I think sometimes we need to dig in just a little bit deeper to make sure that uh, we don't have issues within our company that may be resulting in some, some uh, negative financial uh, issues for us. And, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, blatant theft or other types of issues, although I'm going to talk a little bit about that in today's podcast. But I think really um, uh, kind of digging into some of these areas will really kind of help us understand at a little bit of a deeper level what's going on in our companies. Many times as a visionary, and although I'm an accountant and I own an accounting firm, I hold a little bit more of a visionary's profile, and I think my team would, would tell you that. And so I, uh, I don't really... I'm not all that interested in digging in many times into the nitty-gritty details. So I rely on my own team, even though I own an accounting firm, to help me in these different areas. And, and, um, and when we talk about internal controls, uh, a lot of times this is uh, really kind of mentioned in, in sometimes in larger companies or it relates to audited financial statements. But I think having some of these controls, even at a small company, even if there's just, just a few of you, uh, that uh, there, there may be some of this that needs to go on to really kind of protect your cash and to protect your business. And uh, so I'm going to talk through just a little bit as far as areas that we need to be looking at, uh, at, at, um, at, I would say at minimum quarterly. And, and, and if you have a larger team, especially uh, some of these, especially you want to do on a monthly basis. First of all, we're going to talk about cash. And a lot of times, uh, uh, and I know I've mentioned this in prior ca- uh, podcasts, we, we kind of see these t-shirts and there's other people out there are co- constantly talking about cash flow. And uh, they're, they're kind of focused on, hey, what is, what is my cash flow? And, and if we don't hold this particular term in the right context, uh, that just the term cash flow is, is meaningless. We can generate cash flow through, from taking on additional debt, uh, can increase the cash in my, in my bank account. Um, so we want to make sure it's the right type of cash flow. When I talk about here about looking about ca- uh, looking at our cash, uh, I'm going to kind of talk about this in the context of internal controls. Uh, are the internal controls as it relates to my cash, are they being followed? Uh, was, uh, were the, was the money going out the door, was it approved in the proper manner? Uh, we don't want to give ever too much control to one person, meaning we don't want the same person that's going through and, and collecting the money from our customers, depositing the money, doing the bank reconciliation, writing the checks, and generating the financial statements or the monthly statements for the owner. We don't want one person sitting in all of those seats, I don't, regardless of how small your company is. Uh, you should not give that much, uh, that much control to a bookkeeper, to a controller, uh, to our finance person in our business. Uh, there does need to be somebody else involved. If you're a really small company, it might be you as the owner. So uh, if there is some sort of a spend, now in my, my company here, there's not that many of us uh, still. Uh, we've been growing a lot this year, but uh, you know, we're, we're still a, a pretty small company. However, uh, now when it comes to most of the things that are bought, even as the owner, I don't do the buying, I don't do the bank reconciliations, I don't do everything as it relates to cash. Uh, I do have other team members that, uh, that are involved in the process. 
So they kind of help me make sure that everything's being done appropriately. And then also in the alternative that I'm making sure that, um, that, that everything that we're doing, that our spend is, uh, is being done in a, in a proper manner. Uh, so you're ha- going to have more than one person, uh, ideally two or three people that are involved in the process. So a person uh, determines, okay, we need to purchase this. Uh, that order gets put in. Uh, somebody signs off on it. It gets approved, and then uh, and then a different person altogether is doing is doing the bank reconciliation. So you don't have the same person that's doing the spending uh, also doing your bank recons. So as you as the business owner on occasion need to be involved uh, with uh, with your finance people. Now, if you're in a larger corporation, uh, you might have a CFO that's doing this. But even you as a CEO uh, of your company still needs to be involved on an occasion taking a look at these reports. And it's probably not a bad idea for you on occasion to pick up your bank reconciliation. You get that, uh, your bank reconciliation worksheets your, uh, from your bookkeeper, uh, get the bank statements uh, from, from him or her, and, uh, and take a look at it. Do these things make sense? Uh, is what it, uh, the transactions on the, on the bank statement, do these make sense? So once again, you as a business owner being involved on occasion, no one person should have unilateral control uh, over cash. Uh, another area when it relates to cash is making, uh, looking at uh, is there a cash overage or a cash shortage as it relates to your business projections. And so uh, you really should have a really good idea of how much cash you need on hand. What is the regular amount of cash that you have on hand? If there's a lot more cash in the bank, uh, but uh, we, need to, we need to find out why. If it means that your, your, uh, your sales are going up, that's a good thing. Uh, if you end up with, a ca- uh, with cash being below uh, where it should be, however, it seems like your revenue numbers are correct, and, and you really need to start to dig in a little bit more on, uh, and, on why is there more cash in the bank, or in the alternative, why is there a lot less cash in the bank than, uh, than what we were projecting there to be. And uh, so uh, being, be, review your spend on the, on the balance sheet as well. So going beyond just the profit and loss, these direct expenses, but also looking at the balance sheet as well. And, uh, and let me give you just a kind of a practical example. Uh, so if you see that uh, you're kind of looking at maybe compa- compared to balance sheet and you see your furniture and fixtures going up, meaning maybe there were some computers bought, uh, taking a look at those transactions, uh, maybe even taking a step deeper uh, that uh, somewhere in your business there was an approval for two computers to be purchased. Uh, but verifying that against uh, what was actually purchased. Were there three computers actually purchased? And if that's the case, where is that third computer? Is it on site somewhere? Did an employee take it home? Uh, so you can get a little bit creative, uh, you know, I guess mentally as it regards to you know, what direction that uh, this can go. Um, but uh, sometimes it's just, especially as your company grows, it can be those little things that can create a leak in your company. Uh, so uh, just making sure that, um, that everything is being done uh, correctly that uh, somebody's approving the spend, that somebody's verifying it, uh, that a per- different person's doing a reconciliation, and then periodically there's somebody at a higher level that's kind of just asking questions, not to be annoying or not to uh, create a, a culture of distrust, but really to create a culture of verifying the numbers, to protect, and it's really kind of one of those things, it's not just protecting the owner and protecting the cash, but really protecting the business as a whole and protecting the, uh, the employees as well as it relates to their employment. Uh, so uh, first of all, uh, periodically digging into the internal controls as it relates to cash. Now, you may have a type of business saying, Josh, I, I don't have any internal controls at all in my business. I would encourage you maybe to, to look in this a, a little bit deeper and figuring out what sort of processes can I, can I put in place. Nothing crazy. Maybe one of those things that you uh, maybe you lean on, uh, on your outside accountant just to come in periodically to take a look at things to kind of help you. Maybe it's uh, your company small where, uh, where you don't have somebody internally that uh, can do this for you. Secondly, being, take a look at your inventory. 
for a lot of our client, they're they're in real estate, uh, so uh, their inventory might be their their uh, um, their their projects in process. Uh, we have, uh, for example, just across the street over here, uh, one of our clients, uh, they're uh, they're um, they're a produce company. Uh, so they um, people come in and they buy produce and uh, and uh, they take it home with them. Uh, so uh, different types of businesses, but the concept is still the same. Uh, what sort of controls do you have as it relates to your to your inventory? When we talk about real estate, uh, when you go through and you you budgeted for rehab on a project, uh, is that being is that process being managed? Is that pro- project being managed well? Uh, if you're in more in the retail space, whether we're talking produce, whether you're selling shirts and pants, uh, making sure that um, uh, that uh, that inventory is being managed and is being managed well. So, uh, is there a prof- proper approval process as far as what is being purchased and what is being what is being brought in? Is there controls as far as once uh, once the uh, once the item is there, uh, making sure that it gets put on the shelf, making sure that um, that, that it's being recorded correctly? Uh, if you're dealing in a situation where maybe sometimes inventory uh, it becomes obsolete, there's a process, there's a decision making process for uh, for ma- uh, for determining whether or not an item is being op- is obsolete, and then how is that being recorded? Once again, we want to make sure that there isn't inventory going out the door uh, with uh, with employees. We want to make sure that uh, that uh, that inventory is being managed well as it relates to as it relates to the amount of money that we're spending on a project. Making sure that we have good budgets; those budgets are being followed. That uh, that uh, that there is that dialogue when there is going to be the possibility of a budget overrun on a project. That that conversation is, is being had uh, earlier on than uh, than later on in the process. So uh, making sure that we have good in- internal controls and good processes as, as it relates to our inventory. Next, uh, to re- to review your collection cycle, uh, and this really specifically as it relates to your accounts receivable. Uh, taking a look at your accounts receivable uh, balances, making sure this is uh, you're reviewing your accounts receivable. Is your collection cycle improving uh, or is it lengthening? I know here in our in, in my particular business, uh, this is one thing that I, I look at quite often is uh, is inventory. Uh, I'm sorry, is our accounts receivable uh, balances? And uh, when that number starts to get a little bit higher, I have one of my team members that comes in and says, "Hey, Josh, your inventory is getting a little bit uh, getting a little bit high," and then I may appoint a team member. We need to start calling people. Okay, uh, and uh, because that cash conversion cycle is extremely important to us, we want to make sure that uh, money is coming in the door, that uh, that we're able to uh, to keep our business uh, growing. Because right now we are very much in a in a scaling phase and scaling quickly, so cash is extremely important to us right now, uh, while we're in this particular phase. So uh, so accounts receivable is important. So uh, who's looking at that? Uh, you as the business owner should be looking at it. Uh, and looking at your accounts receivable, uh, this is going to tell us a few things: is our is our cash uh, cash cycle is it improving or is it getting worse? Is it taking me longer uh, to uh, to get my uh, to get my cash? Beyond that, I think it can tell us some other things. I know uh, for uh, in, in my particular business, as it does in many of our clients' businesses, it can t- it can tell us whether or not we have the right customers. And so uh, this can be an indicator of whether or not I am uh, there's something wrong on the sales side. So when we're going through and we're, we're in the process of selling our product or selling our service, are they clear as to the process as far as collection of payment? This can tell us, is there something wrong in the sales process or are we selling to the wrong clients? Have we onboarded the wrong, the, the wrong clients? We can go out and we have a great sales process and we're bringing those clients on, uh, but uh, once, we, once we bring them on, I would say a, a great sales process to the ability of being able to sell, uh, but poor in the area of being able to define whether or not the right clients. Uh, we can go through and we may do a great job of selling the Mercedes, uh, but guess what? The person that wants to buy that Mercedes can't afford a Mercedes. Okay, they can only afford a, uh, I don't know what a low-end car is, maybe they can only afford a Toyota, okay, or a Chevy. 
And uh, so they um, were trying to sell them a 7 Series. I drive a BMW, so I'll kind of, uh, so maybe you're trying to sell them a 7 Series, but really all they can afford is a 3 Series. So we go through and we sell them that car. However, we find out that we have to go through and we have to repossess it or we have to uh, turn it over uh, for collections. Uh, or we just find out that this client is going to just simply can't pay us and we're going to end up you know, kind of in trouble financially in the long term if we continue this cycle. So are we, uh, are we really selling to the right clients? Are we onboarding the right clients? And then, uh, and then maybe we have onboarded clients well, but uh, maybe uh, some of them are just simply neglecting to pay their bill, and maybe we need to make the determination of turning them over uh, to collections. Next, uh, reviewing our debt, both our short-term and our long-term debt. Reviewing credit card balances, our lines of credit, as well as long-term debt, making sure that we're, we're paying our debts, uh, that they're being paid timely. Uh, and then also, if our lines of credit are going up, why? Were this, was this approved? Uh, making sure that we're taking a look at our, our, uh, our, our short-term and long-term debt, making sure that debt is being managed, it's being managed well. Uh, if our numbers are increasing, if our credit card balances are going up, if our lines of credit are going up, making sure that we're asking the question of why. Uh, why, are the, why, why is our debt position uh, getting worse? And if we're, we're in a scaling phase of our business, maybe we're taking on debt to invest, that, would be, that could be a good explanation. Uh, if uh, going back to accounts receivable, customers aren't paying, so now we have to go to the bank to, to borrow more cash. These are things that we need to understand. If we're just looking at the profit and loss, we may not see that. To making sure that we're looking at our balance sheet and analyzing our, both our short-term and our long-term debt, it can tell us a lot about what's going on in our business. Uh, next, reviewing uh, our other liabilities, especially as it relates to uh, payroll and sales tax. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're compliant there. Uh, has our sales tax been paid? Is our, has, uh, have our payroll taxes been paid? For a lot of smaller businesses, when they go through and they begin hiring people, this is one area they can really get themselves in trouble in a, a very quickly. And eventually it really can put them, uh, can put them, uh, um, can put them out of business. And it's one of those uh, areas that uh, you just can't file bankruptcy and walk away from, when, especially when it comes to payroll taxes. So uh, you want to make sure as a business owner uh, that uh, if you have payroll taxes, make sure that those are getting paid because that is one type of a tax that can pierce through uh, that company bail and will end up on you personally. You're not going to be able to walk away from. So make sure that uh, those, those liabilities are being addressed. Next, uh, uh, making sure that uh, you're confirming transactions that may be out there that are of a personal nature. And so this will go through into a business where maybe there's multiple owners uh, or um, maybe you're, you're in a business to where maybe you're, you're part of that executive team and the business owner is spending a lot of, uh, a lot of the business cash and it's not getting run through payroll, making sure that's getting classified correctly and also to make sure that uh, if there is an issue that you're aware of it. So it may be one of those issues that we're going we're gonna to set the, uh, you know, the owner set his pay as $36,000, but he's taking $100,000 out of the business. It can really uh, also create a compliance issue. So uh, making sure that uh, you have an understanding of what's going on, make sure transactions are being booked correctly, but beyond that, just to make sure from a compliance end that, uh, that it's being followed. Really, when it comes to distributions out of a company, there are uh, steps that are supposed to be taken uh, as it relates to the proper meetings, a, uh, a discussion, a determination of uh, there being a distribution out of the company, not the owner going through and using uh, the, uh, the, the, the business checkbook as, as his or her own personal checkbook. To make sure that there is a control uh, as to um, what is the process for the owner taking money out of the business, and that process is being followed. Uh, next, uh, uh, reviewing recurring expenses. When I talk about this um, uh, in a couple different areas, first of all, reviewing the recurring expenses for identification of maybe there's a contract that's come up. Uh, it, you know, um, making sure that all of your recurring bills are getting paid, such as your rent, your utilities, et cetera, but also maybe there's opportunities there. 
Uh, we uh, we had a client actually, um, and it, we didn't weren't involved with them in this process. But I remember that hearing them uh, tell me one time that they just went through and just reviewed their dues and subscriptions, and they saw all these recurring automated transactions going out the door, and it was costing them thousands of dollars a month in these subscriptions, things they signed up for, and they never just stopped subscribing, and uh, and so they just kind of automatically come out of the checkbook. So be reviewing these recurring expenses on occasion to see what can be cut back. Uh, making sure that uh, that we that we have the right vendors, uh, insurance, for example, these are one of these things that comes up annually, and sometimes uh, insurance can end up just really biting us in the rear end, so to speak, uh, because we end up with this massive increase. Maybe it's workers' comp or general liability, one of those areas that uh, we need to be aware of. Oh, you know, this may be something that we uh, we need to shop around and see if we can find a uh, a cheaper uh, alternative to be able to save us uh, um, save us money, and that will help increase the bottom line immediately. Uh, next, are we reviewing your uh, gross margin? Uh, so a material uh, fluctuation in your gross uh, margin uh, may and, uh, be a, uh, an indication of miscategoriz- miscategorization of expenses or flaws, once again, uh, going back to inventory management. Uh, so what is our gross margin? What is that percentage? Uh, if, it is, uh, if we see a large fluctuation, especially if it's getting, uh, if, it's getting uh, um, if we see that gross margin decreasing, it may be a sign that uh, there are some other problems in the business that we need to take a look at. And then lastly uh, for today, uh, our customer acquisition cost. Uh, and um, this is one area that I think a lot of business owners really don't know what, it, uh, what their acquisition cost is, uh, but it is one of those areas that can be an indicator on how well your business is doing. Uh, so making sure you're reviewing your customer acquisition cost. What is it costing us uh, to acquire a customer? And uh, if that number is improving, good. It means that we're, we're, our marketing may be uh, effective. It may mean our sales process is, is improving. If our customer acquisition cost is increasing dramatically, it, it, can, it can mean a few different things. Uh, first thing we want to take a look at is our, our marketing spend. Are we spending our marketing dollars the right way? And then we also want to look at our sales process. Uh, is our sales process, is it good? Are there some, some areas that we need to improve? Are, there, uh, are we identifying the right customers, uh, et cetera? And then also this could, could be an indicator of, of some market fluctuations, and we need to be aware of those as well and making sure that we're, um, that we're um, moving forward in the right way. And the, our customer acquisition cost, making sure that we know what that is, really can help us uh, as far as identify either opportunities or problems in our business. So just a few different areas that we want to be taking a look at, some of them as it relates to internal controls, some as it relates to marketing and sales, et cetera. Once again, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. I appreciate you listening today. If you found this uh, particular podcast of some help to you, please consider subscribing. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.